joining us live in studio for the very first time. The the, um, the trickle thing. I mean, the whole stinking gang is here, including an outlaw. Uh, so I am very happy that Marcello's family uh, was able to take a bit of time and come down to the studio. Many of you over the years would know Marcella. We have mentioned her name a million times. Uh, just before the show last Saturday, uh, Juliana phoned me. And by the way, don't ever feel bad about the timing of that because I would much rather have known than not know, right? Okay. Just had to say that. Anyway, she phoned me and she said, well, she, I, first thing I said to her was, why do I always get nervous when you call? And, uh, and of course, she was very upset and, and let me know that Mar- Marcella had died. And uh, Marcella, well, she's a former guest turned friend, and MS finally finally took her at the age of 38. And uh, ever since she was first interviewed by me in 2006, especially these last few years of me sort of doubting publicly and struggling with faith, Marcella has been a bit of a pebble under my soul, a bit of a pain. And uh, over time, her body slowly trapped and betrayed her. And um, during that time, I was in complete awe of her unwavering dedication to the God who didn't answer her hope to be healed. And, uh, and I was honored this week to have been asked by the family to lead the funeral service on Wednesday. That was a burned-in day for me. There's some days that just go by, and other days you'll remember forever. And that was one of those days. Absolutely phenomenal service. You guys were ridiculous. So I want to introduce everybody, first of all. Juliana, in the birth order, you are next after Marcella, right? How, what was the age difference between you and Marcella? Three and a half years. And you have been to the studio twice with Marcella, or once? Do you remember? I think twice, yeah. Yeah. And Christmas party as well? I did not join you at the Christmas party, no. Who brought her to the Christmas party? It's a good question. Cindy, I think, her best friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That was so fantastic to have her. <laughs> uh, we have a, teen, uh, a, a Christmas party every year, and we held it at Teen Ranch, and all the staff and advertisers come. And, and I had a lot of people just sort of uh, say to me this week, wow, I was there for that Christmas party, and this mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. So... Um, what's it like being next in line to Marcella? Were you, were you closest uh, as far as buddies, or did you guys want to kill each other because you were close in age? Um, I think we were buddies. Um, I, you know, like all siblings, I think we uh, sometimes didn't get along, but uh, we, were, we were close for sure. Um, and how is it to be second? I think in our family age, really, or sorry, order really matters, birth order. Mm-hmm. Um and Marcella had a lot of responsibility as the oldest sister, and I had to measure up to that. <laughs> mm. So that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Marcella, from what I remember, was contemplating maybe getting into the family business in mm-hmm. many ways. Took some training. Yep. You went to school. Mm-hmm. Why? What did you grow up to be? What are you doing? I went to your website. Mm-hmm. A very intimidating woman. Oh, shut up. Sorry. You see? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> Her husband agrees. <laughs> sorry. Um, I, I, I work in communications yes. and, um, and study the, essentially the, uh, the practice of effectively communicating and that it's not just sending words out, but also being cognizant of the receiver of the message and being strategic of the, uh, of you know, what your goals are when you're communicating. Uh, I think a lot of really terrible things happen because we don't communicate well. I think businesses fail, people get divorced, uh, friendships are ruined, and it's all just because people who care about each other can't communicate properly. Juliana, when you spoke at the funeral, how did you feel? Because you're the communicator <sighs> chick. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I have been uh, kind of speechless for the last uh, week, Um this is speechless for me, apparently. <laughs> um, it's been kind of tough. Uh, and honestly, everything's just felt uh, very much like a daze, like I'm in a daze. Um, and I I borrowed, as I put it in my speech, um, from a few different sources so that I could um, speak without getting too 
um, confused. <laughs> um, well, and you nailed it. Thank you. Really you really did. Thank you. I really wanted to do her right, and uh, and it meant a lot to me that so I, I felt a little bit of pressure because I felt like she was watching and I owed it to her <laughs> can I say I'm not part of your family and mm-hmm. I know what you're talking yeah. about with that pressure mm-hmm. Marcella was she was like a professional whip cracker yeah totally you know it's funny when um this is odd that there was a funny moment at this point, but uh, during the burial piece when and she was put into a mausoleum, so you know there's that unceremonious part where the person's uh, uh, putting the caulking on the wall and smoothing it out. And Gabriella said, "If Marcella was here, she would shout, do it right.' <laughs> and it's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so true. Yeah. Um, could you introduce this uh, stunning man to your uh, left, please? The first stunning sure. man to your left, not the second one. <laughs> So this is my husband, Michael China, and he pr- he anglicizes it, so he says Cena, but it's China, uh-huh. and uh, he is he and I have been together for. Did you say she was intimidating? <laughs> 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 uh, he uh, he and I have been together for over ten years, married for nine, and uh, yeah, he's a pretty special dude. He evens me out. Well, Mike, you um, you were unnoticeably noticeable. Because you were sort of the rock in a lot of this, you know. You were the guy who was who is part of the family, but the outlaw. And uh, and you, uh, I I know that uh, Juliana was just ridiculously thankful to uh, to have you there as a bit of an anchor. So uh, I'll speak on her behalf and tell her. <laughs> yeah, thankful. well, accurately. You know, Marcella's passing affected me greatly as well. But mm. I thought. Um, my role in this whole thing should be uh, to be as supportive as possible to my wife and to the whole family. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the role I took on, yeah. um, and I did try and be as, as supportive as I could. So I hope I did a <laughs> a you good job. And yeah, you did a good job. Well, I want to I want to <laughs> s- let you stay. I want to <laughs> say what I said to you in the stairwell publicly. I, I uh, when we were walking upstairs in the mausoleum, I it just hit me. I just went, oh. Dude, you did a whole service and didn't mention Mike's name once. <laughs> once. You're lucky I like you, Drew. <sighs> Just a horror. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, no apologies necessary. Well, you did a great job, by the way. Thanks. Can I say on behalf of the whole family how <laughs> how great of a job you did and how much we appreciate it? Thanks. Thanks. It was cool. I mean, look, it's nice to have someone that is connected with the family to do the service, right? That's a great uh-huh. thing. But, dude, it's hard keeping your fecal matter together <laughs> know what i'm saying right gabriella that's a good that's a good uh, segue to gabriella <laughs> don't start those jokes because these two are gonna start breaking out into tears here i love those <laughs> gabriella you know everyone talks about marcella being the scary one i don't know i think you give her a good run for the money no no she's the one yeah. <laughs> she's, she's the chosen that. one <laughs> No, she, uh, What's the age difference between you and your oldest <laughs> sister? You know, when you asked Joel that, I leaned over and I asked Mike. I'm like, I'm hoping he's not going to ask question. me because it's I'm terrible at math, but it's nine, just about nine. Yeah. Nine years. Yeah. Guess I prepared to answer that question. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> well done. Um, how did, how did you feel about the day? About getting just you know getting up there and it was your turn and it's time. I mean, there's nerves, there's emotions, but uh, you know, how did you feel? Yeah, I'm like I think I mentioned that in the service. I'm, I'm the sister who writes the worst, and uh, I mean I didn't say I'm bad. Chill out, girls. They're <laughs> sh- shaking their heads constantly, but yeah, it's like I'm the one who has the, um, the toughest time putting together something yeah. powerful. And um, uh, how did I feel? I felt I felt that pressure too, because March would have corrected me. Uh, so many times while reading, first of all, her stuff, because you can't mess that up. Um, she would have made me start over again, but hopefully she'll <laughs> accept my apology. Um, <laughs> so I felt what, okay. What are you, um, so apparently there's, you know, I don't know, 23 people listening right now. What do you want them to know about your sister? The ones who've never met your sister? Um, well... When you believe in, well, for us, right? When you believe in something, you believe in it, and and you, you fight for the belief. So, whether or not there are things that make you your belief waver, um, Jules, that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whether or not that that um, pushes you to the side a bit and knocks you off path, 
um, she believed in what she believed in. And the other thing is that it's like Marcella was very, very um, strong-willed and she fought for everything that she believed in and pushed so hard for everything. But it doesn't mean that she didn't let people in. She, she let people in and she was still vulnerable. She still allowed people to, to, um, to hurt her and she hurt people sometimes <laughs> too with her words, right? But, um, but she's still like, you can't close people out, right? And she had such an impact on people I think for for so many different reasons, but that being one of them, that she was uh, she was human. She she got angry. She was really upset at times. She was, but she she fought hard and she loved hard as well. So I think that's such an important thing to 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 apply in your own life. Um, Don't be afraid to say sorry. Uh, You know, I can't. I'm trying to find them now. You know, last night I was up trying to look for things that I have. Um, and I know there's like a million letters of sorry I wrote to my sister, <laughs> you know, like, I'm sorry we had this fight. I know it was stupid. <laughs> da, 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 da. And so, you know, you, you fight, but you have to say sorry. And uh, my mom used to make us kiss each other's feet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, it's That's terrible. It's weird, but uh, you don't no. like it when you're a little and then but you, you end up laughing. That's right. That's and, fantastic. and it works well. That's good. <laughs> With my kids, when we were living in Australia, they have the toilet is in one room all by itself. And the bathroom is, is in another. I don't know. Maybe it's a European thing. I, don't, I have no idea. But I would lock them in the toilet <laughs> together. And they had to resolve it in there. Inevitably, Jesse came out with wet hair. But <laughs> it was a result. Yeah. Victoria, um, you are the baby. And usually what goes along with being the baby is um, nobody listens to me. Oh, I got that right. I have a daughter. Yeah, Mike, what'd you say? Uh, I have a daughter that's exact same kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's we kinda, seem to get along well being here. Yeah, yeah. You might listen to each other. Um, can I can I just explain to our listeners again, uh, first of all, you're listening to the Drew Marshall Show, and we're in the studio with Marcella's family, and Marcella is the guest that has had the greatest impact on me in 12 years. And she fought MS and she shared her journey and the family was kind enough to ask me to participate in the service this this last Wednesday. And during the service, there were two moments that uh, stood out for me because it really cracked open the hardness. So as guys, it's just a guy, stupid guy thing, but we try not to cry uh, publicly. And I don't know why that is. It just is. And and then we're suppressing it, we're suppressing it, we're suppressing it. And all of a sudden there's, there's these moments that just, you can't, you just can't do anything. The first one was when you sang. First of all, you have a beautiful voice. Second of all, I don't know how you did it. Every singer I've spoken to uh, has said that is the hardest thing to be able to do, to continue that, you know, to stay on tune and have those emotions well up inside. I don't know if you guys noticed. I almost cried at one point. I just, in my head, I'm like, March is going to kill me if I don't finish the song. (laughs) I better finish it. (laughs) There's a theme happening here. Yeah. March is a perfectionist. We we make a joke that when she was sick in September, this was like that was like her rehearsal kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. We all. I even said at the beginning of my speech, I said, you know, if March had it her way, I would have memorized this and I wouldn't be shaking, but it didn't end up being that way. The other moment is a moment that um, that is, um, uh, I you know, I. I I'm debating whether bringing it up, but I'm going to bring it up because it was just such a powerful, beautiful display of vulnerability. Before they loaded March's casket up into the crypt, it was a real final goodbye time. It was a real final goodbye time. Mm -hmm. And you said stuff like a younger sister should say. And it was the most beautiful painful thing I'd seen in a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't exactly fun for me. <laughs> no, no. Um, no, but it would, you don't understand what I'm saying? Like, it was real. It was yeah. just it was just authentic, you know, the whole thing. I think I had a bit of a harder time than 
I'm not, I'm not saying at all that any of these guys loved her less or anything like that, but I think I had a harder time with her going because... Sorry, guys, if I cry. I can't help it, but... <laughs> um, unfortunately, I was the only one out of us there when she passed away, and I can't get the image out of my head. So it's very hard for me to um, to think about her going because I feel like... I'm trying to think that she wasn't in pain or that nothing was wrong when I was helping her, but or trying to help her. But I can't get it out of my head, so I just constantly feel like I should have done more or sure. could have done more if I didn't sleep in that morning and I fed her instead or I did something else instead that maybe she'd be here. So I kind of feel a little responsible. I know it's I know it's not my fault, but no, I do feel But it's natural to feel that way. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's a little hard to get that image out of my head. Yeah. So um I'm having a hard very hard time. Sure. Yeah, that makes total sense. Total sense. Yeah. Um and over time, you know, you'll you'll see the truth in all of that. Um and I, I hope the load gets lighter for you, you know. It is yeah, a, it's, me too. it's a, yeah, sure, sure. It's a heavy thing to be the the one in the family that was there, right? I mean, that's just a that's a burned in thing. I'm happy someone was there. I'm yeah. happy that she had someone, but I I hope I didn't scare her by crying or hope I didn't worry her by making her nervous kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I was I tried very hard to be um strong. I was didn't cry for the first little bit and then when I kind of realized that she was going, I kind of couldn't hold it together anymore. So I hope that she didn't go. Look, if anybody is supposed to cry, first of all, it should be Italians. You guys are the, I mean, what? There's something, I, like I can't even finish the sentence. I, I want to be you guys. That just sounds so weird. And you're pointing at me, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's even weirder. Like, I so want to be you. <laughs> no, I just love that it's just all out there. The arguing, the kissing, the drinking, the laughing, the forgiveness. You don't the... like to sugarcoat things. <laughs> no, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Well, to go from Vittoria, who felt absolutely horrible being there with that image in her mind as Marcella passed to to mom who felt horrible about of all of the times I mean you were with her fair enough more than anybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then she she dies when you're not there and you just got to look upwards and go what is that what do you think about that mom by the way my, I, it took me forever to actually it was like during visitation, I finally had to ask some... No, uh, Juliana, I asked you. Yeah. I said, what is your mom's name? I've called her mom the whole time. It just totally went out of my head. So, Vicky, what what was that like for you? I, um, I have to th- think now that she was trying to hold on for me. I think that considering all the time we spent together the last six months and how hard I was pushing her to try to be stronger, to fight, to to last longer, I think she didn't want to disappoint me and she would have kept fighting had I been there. But I think the fact that I wasn't there gave her that opportunity to finally just lay down her burden. It was a heavy burden. And um, I didn't really ever want to make it heavier but I possibly did by pushing so hard you know she was so sick and I didn't even realize the vast difference between how sick she was and how well she was until we saw the videos after she'd passed and had I seen them at any point in time during the last six months I think I would have cried every day Um, so I'm glad that I didn't see them I hadn't realized how far she had come in her illness, even though she, you know, was 77 pounds in the hospital. But to me, she was just always my beautiful little girl. And um, I saw the sunken cheeks, but I I saw more. And um, I didn't realize how tired and how hard it was for her to work to stay with us. Even when I got back to the house, because it took us two minutes to get back when they called, 
and um, and I saw her face, and it was just so peaceful. There was a serenity, a rest on her face, a little bit of a smile, a tiny smirk, and I thought, I can't, I can't even pray for her to come back from this. You know, we spent hours and hours looking at those life after death testimonies and listening to stories of people who felt that they had died or even had, you know, rec- recorded deaths coming back from that. Mm. And I was just looking at her face and looking at her body and thinking I could not call her back to that. And... um so what I just heard you say there was that even though you had heard lots of stories of people um, who have claimed that God has you know raised so-and-so from the dead, you were looking at your daughter's face, and although you want nothing more than Marcella to be with you again, you realize the unfairness of that. Absolutely. For me, in that moment, it would have been the most selfish thing yeah. in the world. You, you and March shared, I think, not just a lot of time together, but you, your spiritual journeys aligned with each other pretty, pretty closely. Um, your now, this is how, how do I word this? You are the spiritual matriarch in this family. You are the one that, uh, and your your kids will, will sort of roll their eyes at this, but yeah, you're you're the one that's into the God stuff. I am. I am. And I'm glad for it because I don't think I could have endured, even as her title, you know, her poems, I could not have done this without my faith. Hmm. I think I would have been a mess right now. I don't know if my family would still be a family if I didn't have my anchor. And that was my rock, you know, my, my savior and her savior. And we talked about the fact that, you know, I was having a hard time as a mother. She used to say to me, you know, don't, you don't know how I feel, Mom. And I'd say, you don't know how I feel. I'm your mother, and I'm watching this. And you can't know how I'm hurting. And I wished I could be hurting instead, but I wasn't. And, um, and then she'd say to me, you know, for all that I'm hurting, this is nothing compared to what our Savior endured for us. Mm-hmm. And, she, and we'd sit there and she'd say, how, how did he do it, Mom? How did he do it? And I'd be thinking, how are you doing it? How are you doing this? Because it was killing me to watch. But she was looking at him and thinking, this is nothing. I'm not, I'm not suffering compared to what he suffered. And then she'd just say to me, I love him so much. And I think of those moments and I feel that I, I can't help but believe that you know, um, the PSW that was there as well when she passed said that she was trying to pat her on the back and she was trying to call her, you know, the way I called her, come on, you can do it, and cheer her on and don't give up, cough, cough, cough. And But she said she wasn't looking at me. She was looking at something else. And I, I can't help but believe that he personally came to usher her into her rest. Hmm. The um, the I hope none of you take this the wrong way, but the family member that intrigues me the most <laughs> is uh, Dad. You don't call him Dad. What do you call him? Pa. Pa. <laughs> and not Pa. No, pa. not Pa, like yeah. we're from the Redneck South. Yeah. Right. Pa. No. pa. There's a couple other names you could use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dad, uh, uh, Vince, when um, when I was up there talking and um, and I looked down at you and, you know, I just, I, I couldn't even say the right words, but what I was trying to say was from one dad to another, um, still no words, right? I mean, I just, what do you say? But the backstory to that weird stare I gave you was that for years, decades, I've had a standing agreement with God. Screw with me all you want, but if you touch one of my kids, we're done. So I'm angry. Uh, about this from your point of view I've, because because there's got you know there's a helplessness 
the you know you're the you're the you're the man you're the dad you're the right and you can do nothing did you ever get bugged frustrated angry because you you got this cool <laughs> even keeled thing going on but did you ever get did you ever just nah uh, I did get upset a lot of time uh, my kids and uh, I had Marcella as my right hand person in my family because she was working in the business or going to be coming into the business is that what you mean well be on my side or oh in arguments most of the time yeah. and uh, <laughs> nobody could answer me back or <laughs> do anything wrong against me or anything she would be there for me Sometimes if I was wrong, she would <laughs> she would you know. say I was right. Always took her side, no matter what. Yeah, he would be like, two plus two is five, and she's like, yeah, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> what am I going to tell you? She <laughs> knew that I work hard for the family and uh, for everything we have. And uh, I, I just I have you know, uh, no much word to say because I've been in... in, in in the radio and TV before, but I never thought I was going to be in the radio for this situation. Yeah. But <laughs> I can't see much. I, I really miss her, and I'm going to miss her. And uh, I hope things will get better with time. And uh, I don't know. I, I lost one of my, my help, you know, and for every, every way, in every way. She she was the best, you know. I can't I can't uh, I can't say much more. Well, she was your 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 partner, you know, and in in, uh, in uh, work, in fun, and in battles, in family in battles, crime too, in crime. In crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was unbelievable, and uh, I feel it. I feel like. Live state and see this happen, you know. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't much I could do or anybody could do. And see, watch her, you know, every single day. And you say good morning or bye, and you didn't know if she would answer you. Sometimes she did, sometimes she didn't. And uh, like she look at you sometimes, that's how she say bye or I'll see you later. But uh, you never in knew lately the last few weeks if she was asleep or, or awake or whatever she was doing she was just laying down there and and I I feel it so bad I was crying inside for see her like that but uh, wasn't much I could do and I tried to hold back because my wife and the kid the rest of the kids you know was was hard and yeah, this what happened last Saturday was the last day of her life mm. and uh, unfortunately we have to accept and I can't say much more well you said lots yeah good job dad thank you <laughs> well you know what happened this morning I mean it was a week ago right what was that like around the house, Mom? I think, um... And by the way, seriously, for you guys to be here and behave, first of all, <laughs> is amazing. But for you to be here a week later is a real gift for me. Thank you. Well, we want to thank you because really, um, we know that anyone who didn't really know Marcella wouldn't have been able to express or reflect of her the way we all try to, and that includes you. Um, I think more than anything, she wanted her passing to be a reflection of her life. And um, we see that in her writing. We see it on the videos that we have, that thankfully we have. And uh, all, all the photographs that we had at, at the visitations, if you saw, the, they were all lively poses of her. 
we didn't want anybody to remember her as we had to see her in the end. But um, this morning I woke up and I said to my husband, you know, a week ago today is the day. And he said to me, it's, it's already Saturday. Like, how did that happen? This has been um, a blur of a week. Lots of emotions, probably stuffed half of them. Um, but everyone has been gracious and, um, and the support was off the wall. Mm. Our family did love her. And again, as Vittoria mentioned earlier, since we had that little episode in September, almost you could s- consider a dress rehearsal. For her, I think it was like she got a chance to see if, how much value she was to others. Even though she was stuck in that house, stuck in the bed, um, not really able to talk or meet with people, not knowing if she mattered to anyone anymore. But that whole episode helped her realize she did matter. She was important to all of us, and everyone just came together and flooded the house, and you saw um, how many people just came out. I mean, the hospital room was nothing compared to my house. Oh, yeah, so let me just fill you in on this one, folks. So, once again, I get the call from Juliana. By the way, don't call me anymore, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I have a heart attack when you call. And I'm up at the cottage, and uh, it's a bit of a break for me, and I enjoy it, and it's a good time. And Juliana calls and says, look, I don't want to, I know you're, you know, but I just want to let you know that Marcella's um, in the hospital. She's in ICU, and, and what they had told you was, as soon as they removed that squeezy bag thing that helps them breathe breathe. uh she's not going to last much longer kind of a thing and so this this looks like this could be it well i have never packed up the cottage so quick in my life a month's worth of stuff get in the car and i'm hoping a cop pulls me over because i want an escort (laughs) i'm flying down this and so i get down to the hospital i don't know two in the morning whatever and i walk into the hospital and it's like a scene out of godfather it is (laughs) unbelievable (laughs) They tried to kick us out. We were like, uh, I don't think you know the tree clothes. I <laughs> imagine they tried to, tried to kick you out. Yeah. Uh, but w- again, it's, it's, it's a weird phenomenon for, for an outsider, for, for me to see that. I love it. Mm-hmm. And when I walked into the funeral home uh, for visitation, now, again, I grew up in the funeral business. What normally happens is people come in, they form a line, they say hello, they say, you know, do the thing at the cask or whatever, and then maybe they'll keep walking a little bit, chat with some people, and then leave. No, no. Everybody comes, everybody sits, everybody talks. That's what happened on uh, at the visitation. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had a lot of people that loved her. Some who couldn't be there, really, for her in a physical sense. But everyone loved her. Mm-hmm. Anyone who really knew her loved her. And uh, again, seeing that, I think, propelled or fueled her inspiration to try that a little bit harder f- throughout these last six months. It was hard work for her. Every day was hard work, and every day was different. Some days she could eat, some days she couldn't. Some days she was able to speak, some days she wouldn't be able to open her mouth. Um, she was battling bed wounds. She was battling um, hunger. She was battling all sorts of psychological, and I, I'm sure I don't even... I don't even know the half of what she was battling, but I could see it in her eyes and, and hear it in her voice. And the things that we did get to talk about, um, I knew that she was suffering, but what I didn't realize until this week was that she was trying to hold back so that we wouldn't suffer too. Um, and I, I, last night I was pulled out her book so we could read some of her poems, and I realized that she's been preparing for this for a very long time. A website you may want to go to is endured.com. E-N-D-U-R-E-D, endured.com. This was Marcella's site. Do you guys still have access to that? And yeah. yeah, okay. I went on it yesterday, actually. Did you? Yeah. I know I texted this to you, but I, I hope you know how much uh, Marcella loved you, because I know she played hard to get sometimes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> always. And I know there's a show where you publicly said you love her, and she probably said it back, but she was probably like, I don't love you as much as you love me. <laughs> but she loved I remember you. that look. That's yeah. the look she gave me. She loved yeah. you, though. She listened to your show all the time. She talked about you all the time. When I when you were about to come over, she's like, you guys better clean up the house. Make sure it looks good for Drew. There's a lot so of fighting that she happened before. Definitely, she would definitely be very happy knowing that you did the service and everything for her. Thanks. Yeah. Duh, I'm the one that's supposed to... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah, we like to take works. over once in a while, you know? Yeah. 
Um, okay, let's. Um, I don't even know really how to how to. I want each of you to have an opportunity to just sort of say what you really. You knew you were coming to do the radio thing today. What did you want to say? What what needs to come out? And if there's nothing, then there's nothing. But there might be something, and I just don't want to let the opportunity pass because I I actually care about all of you, which is weird. <laughs> Juliana. Um, yeah, there were a few things definitely that went through my mind uh, thinking about coming here. And um, one of the things that went through my mind, this was sort of just a, a, a one-off experience that uh, stuck with me, but um, I met someone once who kind of heard a few things about me and my family and said, um, you guys sound like a wonderful bundle of contradictions. <laughs> and I feel like if that person had met Marcella, <laughs> that would have been even more true. Um and we t we've been joking around a lot about uh, our fighting, but it's not quite fighting. It's um, it's two outsiders. It may look like that. That's the yes. thing. But with you guys, yeah. it's breathing. It's like yeah, exactly. Long. I don't it's, know. It's weird. That's the thing. We use the word fighting because we think that's what other people will understand. But we're we're loud. We're very. Uh, you know, we we don't mince words. We tell each other how we feel, uh, whether that's amazing or or not. Um, and Marcella and I, were agree we agreed upon the fact that uh, the reason why there's so much passion here is because we can't explain how we feel about each other in a few kind words. That's just not us, <laughs> and it, it's not enough. Um, and that s seems to be a bit of a theme because um, I, I echo my mom's sentiment around, you know, looking at Marcella in the bed and seeing her body but seeing so much more. It didn't matter that she couldn't speak most of the time because... We all knew that, you know, we knew when we were irritating her. We knew when she was so proud of us. She, we knew when she was relentlessly telling us to behave ourselves or whatever it was. Um, we saw so much more than what was in that bed. And, uh, and I think the turnout there uh, at the funeral um, and six months earlier when we thought she was passing away um, is a testament to that. There were people who we haven't seen in... 25 years someone you know a high school friend that saw it on Facebook who sent flowers and um, and came to the funeral and and more than one high school friend but just people who she touched and you didn't even know um, and I think that's why we're here a week later um, not because um, you know we're crazy fans of the show I'm kidding <laughs> really I'm totally kidding not because um, but because it would be unjust not to be here, not to talk about this amazing person who was so much more than words can say, than her body could hold. Um, her poetry was incredible. Um, and and I can't help but see her life as an act of service to everybody she loved. And, um, and even those she didn't. Um, she was really here for all of us. Um, and, and if there's a lesson you need to learn, you can probably learn it from Archilla's poetry or her story. Well said, Juliana. Gabriella? See what I mean? <laughs> yeah, See I what mean, I mean? How, cool, how do you follow that? <laughs> how cool was it for it's me to put you there? In that yeah, episode? that was not nice. But that's no, not the I, first or the last thing you're not going to do nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> True story. No, I love the contrast between you two. I mean, if it was another person that spoke like Juliana, it would start to get boring. <laughs> Start to get boring. I'm not saying you're boring. Yeah. You want me to take care of him, Jewel? You want me to send him a message, Jewel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, I think a lot of the things that I need to say to March, I'll say to March. Uh, I think in my own time, it's going to take me a long time. Yeah. Um, but a couple of things, I think it, it she helps me uh, want to be a better person, a better sister, a better uh, daughter. I guess I can try to stand up for my dad once in a while uh, to help out uh, in March's sake. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it wasn't her, you know. Like, she was she was in bed, and uh, although all of those things are reality, her being in bed and not being able to eat, that's not her, you know. And uh, that's the thing that I, I want to remember the most about my sister is that, um, I think I said it a couple times, like, 
everyone's like, oh, Marcella, you know, she's so sweet, like lying there and, and, and you know, innocent. And, and But that's not her. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, she would have kicked everybody's ass. Uh, you know, sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. See? You Jesus know. wrote on one of those. It's okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Tim? I want, I want more. Timbo? <laughs> you know what? And it's so funny because we're all well behaved. She would have really, she would have really, um, she would have yelled at us before coming here. Don't embarrass me! Like, um, so I like what you said at, at her service that she was tenacious and and she had like this fire and this passion and this uh, like her blood was boiling even when everyone else's was was not. And so she's she's an amazing person. Um, yeah, and I think everything else I'll I'll say to her uh, in my own time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's so unlike you. Doing things in your own time. Yeah. Yeah, and actually I do everything what I want on my own time. So <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. I <laughs> yeah, well. Anyway, I'll call him out on that. Joel, don't try to <laughs> don't try to pet me. All right, guys, cool, guys, guys, focus, focus. Oh, uh, listen to this. This is beautiful. Mike. Wait, Michael, Michael. I Mike, Mike Michael? Mike. Michael. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike is good. Well, I, I, I really hope Marcella can hear this right now. Yeah. I, I, mean, I would love to know. I don't yeah, know the spiritual dynamics of all this stuff, but this, I really hope so too. This she would love this. Mm-hmm. She would love this tribute. Uh she would have loved um, you know, the whole ceremony. Um and I just want to say that I loved all of the sides of her personality. And she had so many sides to her personality. Um and we do have lots of great videos um, that show all those sides. Um, but one thing that we haven't talked about a lot um, about Marcella is that she was such a great aunt. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, so to cute. Dante. <laughs> uh, my yeah. son and, and, and Juliana. Was, and, and Juliana. She was, <laughs> she was buying Dante gifts all the time. <laughs> she was so thoughtful with what she bought him. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to be so much a part of his life. Um, and I know in, you know, like the last couple of years, she wasn't really able to show it, um, like physically, mm. the affection she would have for Dante. But, you know, I know it was there. And, and she would look at him and I could see her eyes light up when I would bring Dante over to her. And, you know, I just, I want her to be recognized for that side of her too. So we'll say, yeah. we, we miss you, March. Yeah. 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 Uh-oh, I hate, I hate when you round back to me. Um, yeah, there's a lot I want to say, but me and Marcella were 16 years apart, and some people that may sound like we didn't know anything about each other or we weren't close um, or we didn't spend time together is actually the complete opposite. I've never been so close to a 26-year-old when I was like 10 um, in my life. Um, I've never understood adults as well as when I spent time with Marcella. She taught me how to read, she taught me how to write, she taught me every, pretty much everything. Anytime I speak, if I enunciate properly, it's because she showed me how to do those things. And um, She used to call me her star a lot because she knew how much I hated singing in front of people. And she loved, she loved that I could sing with her mm. and that, um, that we could have that fun together. So that was my nickname for her. She would call me her star. And um, per- Personally, personally, um, I think that... Um, What's that, March? <laughs> yeah, no, I think so too. March was just saying that you should sing now. I had, I knew, I knew that you were going to do this to me. I, I texted, I told him not to do this to me. I'm not happy with this. You're not going to say no now. Listen, I would not ask had I not been there and seen it the first time and just was gobsmacked, which is an Australian term for wow. Oh, wow. You guys are just very prepared. Oh, what are those? The lyrics? <laughs> oh, isn't that a shame? You got nothing to back out on. Don't feel like you're on the spot. Or yeah, yeah. We prepared. And by the way, one other announcement. The music. <laughs> you have officially been entered in the Chin Music Miss Woodbury. Well, the last thing I wanted to say before I got kind of put on the spot was that mm-hmm. I hope that March... March is the only one who knew how much how uncomfortable it made me to sing in front of people. So I, if she can't hear this, I hope she... Liked her performance. I guess I hope she likes the performance now. Yeah. Let me let me just uh, set this up again for our listeners, folks. Again, you are listening to the Drew Marshall Show, and uh, this is my hour <laughs> because my friend uh, died last week, and I uh, it, it it had an impact. Actually, Marcella had the greatest impact on any guest 
that I've had on the show. And um, and during the during the service, again, I was very honored to uh, to ask to uh, to be asked to do the service. Thank you. Uh, but during the service, Victoria sang, and I just thought, oh my goodness. Number one, I don't get garbage on this show. Number two, you're really good. And number three, I think, this is a great song. I think you guys, uh, I think you guys, make uh, put a little too much emphasis on how good it is. I don't think. Um, Stop being humble. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being humble. Well, for those of you, doesn't fit. In for those of you guys who are listening, uh, Rachella dedicated this song to me a long time ago. A lot when I would um, when I would cry a lot for not being able to go out as much as I wanted to with my friends, and I'm kind of happy that that's the case now. And um, and I dedicated this back to her when uh, when she passed away because I hoped that I could be by her side the way she was for me. Um, and this song is called "I'll Stand by You." Oh, why you look so sad? Tears are in your eyes. Come on and come to me. Don't be ashamed to cry, let me see you through, cause I've seen a dark side too, when the night falls on you, when you don't know what to do, nothing you confess could make me love you less I'll stand by you I'll stand by you Won't let nobody hurt you I'll stand by you So If you're mad, get mad Don't hold it on side Come on and come to me Hey, what you got to hide? I get angry too. Well, I'm a lot like you. When you're standing at the crossroads and you don't know which path to choose, let me come along. Cause even if you're wrong, I'll stand by you. I'll stand by you, won't let nobody hurt you, I'll stand by you, take me in into your darkest hour, and I'll never desert you, I'll stand by you, and when, when the night falls on you, baby, you're feeling alone, you won't be on your own I'll stand by you I'll stand by you Won't let nobody hurt you I'll stand by you Take me in into your darkest hour And I'll never desert you I'll stand by you <laughs> well done. Well done. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Victoria, live in the Drew Marshall Show. She's available for autographs later. <laughs> now, that is just, I mean, the words, everything, you just, yeah. Uh, anyway, I know uh, us saying awesome you are makes you feel uncomfortable. But, well, yeah. it's okay. It's being put on the spot, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we planned that, didn't we, Juliana? A little bit. <laughs> oh, you guys are such bombs. Always jewel. <laughs> always jewel. You know, I, before we came here, Juliana yeah. was like, so, you know, what if he asks you to you're going to do it? I'm like, I'll do it. I'm not gonna say no for Marcella, but like, you guys are bums. <laughs> bums. I have a, I have another word I could use. Yeah. I'd yeah. <laughs> like to keep my show. <laughs> well, uh, just as we come to the to the final uh, couple of minutes here, uh, you know, we've got to come back to mom. Uh, mom, you and I have had a lot of great chats. I remember when you asked me for a scripture verse because you were putting scripture verses around on the wall around her bed. And I gave you uh, John eleven thirty five, and you were like, "Why would you give me that verse? It's Jesus wept and he was sad because Lazarus died, his friend died. Like, why? Do you, why are you giving me this verse?" And I kind of had to explain 
things a little bit to you and uh and i i don't hang around um uh, uh people that are really strong in their faith <laughs> cuz i you know sometimes they could be annoying and sometimes I disagree with them, and I sometimes I have a hard time biting my lip, and sometimes I don't want to get into it again. I've been doing this for years. And I know that, you know, everyone in your family is, is, is not walking down the same path as you. But I'm so proud of you as a mother. Thank you. Because you laid down your life for your daughter, you laid down your life for your daughter. Your life changed. You, you, if you can't, if you can't see that you sacrificed, then you need to go to therapy or something <laughs> because you sacrificed, and and you have stayed. You have still stayed mom throughout all of this, and you've got three other girls that are, are just watching you. And I know you don't think they watch you, and I know that you don't think they give a holy grunt about where you're at spiritually and what's going on and how you respond and react to things. And I, I you know, each one of them, I'd love to sit down and have one-on-one conversations and just find out. Because the question I won't ask on air because it's embarrassing to you guys, but I will ask it anyway, is this Jesus stuff that Marcello was so into what do you think about that stuff? Because I struggle with it. And and Marcella, um, uh, well, I said it in the service. She's in, yeah. She's been she's been a, a pebble in my in my soul. S O U L. And I'm uh, she's she's just been a, a real. She's just stopped and she's made me stop and think. I can't even talk anymore. Okay. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is, thank you. For, for, uh, for leading the way in all of this. You know, um, he made her all or nothing. I'm like that too. And um, she, when she saw what I see mm-hmm. in a savior who not only died for us but now lives in us, she became awestruck and she fell in love with the one person who was never going to disappoint her. And um, even though she was suffering and even though it was difficult, the two of us learned so much from all of this. You keep saying never disappoint her, but he did not heal her. He did. You know, because the verse right now from the book of Corinthians that says, Oh, death, where is your sting? You know, I have to say Mm. that I can look now. I can close my eyes and say, this is hurting me so much, but I can rejoice for her. She's in a better place. She's finally free. She's been taken out of that prison, Mm. and she will never be in a prison again. She's going to eat. She's going to drink. She's going to dance. She's going to live, and no one will ever take it away from her again. And whatever pains and struggles she endured, you know, in some ways she taught us how to be courageous in the midst of darkness and storm. And um, I may be the mother, but in this circumstance, I was very much a student. And um, that was God's gift to me. My daughter has been a gift to me through the pain and the hardship and the love because, again, she was all or nothing. She loved with everything in her, every particle of her being. And at the end, when it was just a blink or a smile, you know, sometimes we'd be in the kitchen, all of us, and we'd be talking, and all of a sudden you'd hear her just, <laughs> you know, something set her off in a, in a little chuckle. That's so true. And we all knew, and we'd all have to stop and say, March, you know. <laughs> she's listening. She was listening to everything we said, and she's listening now. And for me, I know what she's left in my heart. She's left me with the promise that I will help her sisters know the Jesus she came to know. And um, I will die trying. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 we love you, Mom. We love you too. I want to encourage everyone who's listening to go to our website and go to the search engine at the top and type in M A R C E L L A, Marcella. 
M-A-R-C-E-L-L-A, and listen to the interview we have posted there. Um, we, uh, we've got all of the interviews, and I'll be giving those to you. Thank you. Welcome to the family, Drew. Yes. <laughs> I said you're Please an honorary don't be a stranger now. Yeah. I know she's not there for you to visit. Sunday but dinner is at 1 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday dinner. Sunday dinner. Lunch. You know it's time. There is one very good reason to continue to visit, and that's Vince's wine. <laughs> <laughs> you just made him so happy. I love him so much. <laughs> I'm only allowed to have so much. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. You can help him make it in September if you like. <laughs> I know. He told me I had to get my feet waxed, though. <laughs> Come on. Cross the line. Oh. Cross the line. You're busy to make a wine, right? Yeah, I'm very busy. I'm very busy. Yeah, one day a week. Yeah. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. making some. Yeah, and sausage. Yeah. <laughs> Ravioli, you name it. We've got it. Um, unbeknownst to our listeners, we've got a little uh, celebration here in studio, which we will all partake in uh, the way that... Uh, Italian should really. I'm sorry, it's not yours. <laughs> Spell pochello though. It's, it's good stuff. It'll do. It'll do. <laughs> Folks, thank you for tuning in and and um, you know just letting me have this this moment. This is a pure 100% selfish hour. Well, it's all selfish, but um, yeah, this this is something I just really wanted, and I'm so thankful it it worked out. I, I can't believe it. It's just a just a privilege. Tim, can you cue the interview that I have there with Marcella, please. And uh, we will play a little bit of that so you can hear Marcella's voice uh, when we interviewed her a long, long time ago here on the show. To the Drew Marshall Show, Canada's most listened to spiritual talkback program. Folks, we have had an amazing day today. I don't know whether it's because of the sunny weather or the fact that Amy Grant was on our show. If you did miss the interview with Amy Grant today and you're, you're listening going, oh, I didn't know she was on, go to our website, www.drewmarshall.ca. You can sign up for our weekly email updates, uh, and then we can let you know what guest is coming up next on the show. Next week, Kathy Tricoli will be our guest. If you go to www.endured.com, E-N-D-U-R-E-D.com, you will read uh, some fascinating work. You'll you'll hear some fascinating work as well. It, it's quite a mesmerizing website, and uh, I don't know who helped you design that, Marcella. Did you kind of do all that yourself, or did you I have did someone? it? Really? Yeah. That's your website? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So uh, we now have a website designer that many people may want to hire. <laughs> Marcella uh, joins us in the studio, Marcella Cross, and um, I, I don't like I don't like introducing you this way because this does not define you. But the the most concise way I can bring people up to speed is by saying that you're a young woman in your twenties whose body is slowly shutting down from MS. Mm-hmm. Is that I mean that's concisely put? But you're much much more than that. And if I was you, I would be I would hate to be defined like that. Um, I, I don't think you can define me that way. I, I wouldn't define myself that way. If I'm sitting here talking to you, I don't have MS. Um, well, I do, but I mean, that that's not what runs through my mind. No, and this is, it's not part of but how But it doesn't offend me, no. No. I, you know what? I'm the most politically incorrect person on the face of the planet. <laughs> uh, maybe Don Cherry is probably a little bit more hmm. than I am, but... I always get tongue-tied when it comes to describing people with even even the word. I mean, do you say disability? Like, is that, is that a bad thing? Um, I don't have a problem with it. I think a lot of people get confused. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. People don't know, should I open the door? Should I help her? Or, you know. Um, yeah, uh, well, just as an example, you came in the studio, and there's a bit of a ledge on, on the doorway there. Yeah. And, uh, and the wheels were there, and I, I just went right over to help. And I thought, well, hold on a second. She's gone over these doorways before. What do I, you know. <laughs> well, actually, the chair's new, so I'm still learning to do wheelies. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wheelies. I'll get it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's talk about your journey, and that's what this segment is all about. Mm. Uh, where were you born and raised? Where'd you grow up, Marcella? Born and raised in, in Toronto. 
downtown Toronto or a suburb? Uh, or? Toronto General, I believe. Oh, yes. That's where I was born, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but you're a little older. Okay, okay. enough okay. with that. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> She's been here, what, five minutes? She's been cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> And you, now, just I'm going to keep referring sometimes to the other people we have in your room. Can you introduce your sisters? Um, my second sister, Juliana, and my youngest sister, Victoria. How many sisters are in the family? Uh, one more, Gabriella. Four sisters. Uh, four of us, yeah. Any brothers? No. Oh, thank goodness, because <laughs> he would have a hard time. Uh, I think my dad, well, he was trying for a boy, but he uh, yeah. kept getting girls, so he finally said, all right, we'll stop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, so born in Toronto, and uh, how would you just de- define yourself as a child? Were you a rebellious little jerk? Or were you I a- was not at all rebellious. I was a very good girl. I, I can say that absolutely. <laughs> would your mom agree with that? I think I think it was, un- yeah, I think she must have to. I think it was a little unfair to my parents because I misled them, and that's why, you know, they could have other kids thinking, well, they're all great. They're going to be great. Yeah, you know, yeah. honestly, I was a really good kid. I followed the rules. I didn't rebel. I didn't argue with not being allowed somewhere. Um, I didn't even ask most of the time because I knew the answer was no kind of thing. Mm. Then I was diagnosed at just before I hit 18. And that kind of hit me. Um, and I kind of tried to break out of... of Who you were? Uh, well, I had a really major identity crisis. Okay. I didn't know who I was, but I tried to break out of the rules, okay? Um, sorry, Mom, Dad, you got to let me out. i got to get out. And it was it was just um, anything like that. Being diagnosed at that age or a- any age, it's going to affect you. Mm. Um, it becomes a journey, and nothing about my journey is any more special than anyone else's. Were you in high school when you were diagnosed, or were you out? I, I was out. I was just going to... Um, Aesthetics College, actually. Okay. Um, graduated from. I, I was diagnosed while I was in there. Okay. What are, What were the early signs of MS? My feet were tingling. Okay, so you you had um, you had tingling in your feet. Your feet were numb, and you're like, "What the heck's that all about?" Went well, to the doctor. No, not really. Not right away. I waited about a year and a half. Year and a half of tingling. Yeah, I figured it would go away, but then it didn't. I said, "All right, you know, we'll go." Yeah. Um, at that time, I wasn't worried about anything. I Afterwards, anything that goes wrong, I go to the doctor, kind of thing. Right. You know, you, these things they affect you, whatever. Forgive my ignorance. I know very little about MS. Is MS something that, for example, if you had done something about the tingling earlier, it would have helped, or it would have just gone on the way it would have gone on anyway? I'm a little upset about um, the. There's no cure, and doctors will tell you there's nothing you can do. Hmm. Um, I think a doctor that says there's nothing you can do should lose his license or hers. Why? Why? Because, yes, it's a it's a neurological disease, and it's degenerative, and there's a lot of things you can't control, but pushing yourself and building your stamina and building your endurance does benefit. Okay. So they should word that better. They shouldn't say there's nothing you can, you, you can do. They should say... There is no cure for MS, but that's not the end of life. Get your act together, lift your game, mm-hmm. and uh, and prepare for a different lifestyle. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not saying I would have listened. Actually, I probably wouldn't have. Why? I, um, I was just so distraught, and I was too busy thinking about, okay, this is how my life is going to be. Um, I couldn't be concerned with, okay, this is what I've got to do to change it mm-hmm. until it was it had progressed significantly. And then I made an effort. I still do to some extent, but obviously it's a little harder for me now. Hmm. Over the course of your diagnosis, were there times where it got better and you thought it was going away and then it got worse and then you knew it was there and then it got better and it got worse? In other words, you were jerked around emotionally? Um, there's actually four different types of MS. Oh. Um, the type I have is primary progressive, so it doesn't actually um, go into any remission. It just is a constant chronic 
slow progression. Okay, at the risk of sounding condescending to those who have different kinds, is yours like the worst kind no. of Okay. Um, there are children with worse cases of MS than me. Do you have the easiest or do you have one in the middle? Horrible way to describe it, I know, I'm sorry. I don't think I have the easiest. It's affected me. Some people some people may wake up one day blind in one eye, that's MS, and never see another symptom. Wow. Um, there, there's no way of knowing. Um, it's not worse or better. I, I don't like to call it worse no, or better yeah, than... No, no. I'm using bad words. And even than any other disease or any other situation. I mean, this is life, right? Yeah. 